Hello, and welcome to Walking Through, Walking Through the Stargate, a Walking Through the Stargate podcast. I'm David, and I am one of the content producers for the Walking Through the Stargate podcast. Walking Through, Walking Through the Stargate is a special limited edition summer filler show featuring our listeners. But before we get to that, though, Walking Through the Stargate and all its variations are an independent podcast, which means there are no ads of any kind whatsoever, except possibly this one right here. Who does support us is you, the loyal listeners, via Patreon. On Patreon, there are tiers of support with our own rewards and benefits, including Patreon-first content, such as The Other Side of the Gate, where Zach and I discuss a lot of spoilery stuff, Stargate Second Chances, where Zach and Brent re-review an episode of Stargate based off of your feedback and potentially give it a better or worse rating. And then Stargate Infinity, we lost a bet where we have forced Zach and Brent to endure the animated program Stargate Infinity. However, all Patreon-first content will hit the main feed eventually, and this summer there's an excellent chance that Zach and Brent will be emptying the Patreon vaults. So if you do not want to do the Patreon thing, that's fine as well. No one's going to hold it against you. If you would like to engage with us, there are so many ways to do that. We have email at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have walking through the... Oh, no, no, no. We have wtts.space and walkingthroughthestargate.com. We have a weird little YouTube channel where people randomly add comments about their promo videos, including some rather odd cryptic messages if you go through some of the old episodes. And we have Discord. So many ways to engage with us and to keep the conversation going. Speaking of listener engagement, that brings us to this little experiment here. A while back, and I honestly don't rem remember when, we had an off con we had an off-topic conversation about listeners doing a review of the podcast called Walking Through, Walking Through the Stargate. And it was a big joke and everyone laughed. Back in late May of this year, when Zach and Brent told me they were going to take an extended summer break, my first thought was, oh, no, 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 no. What, what am I going to do for my Stargate pot content? My second thought was, hey, I have an idea. So I worked out this idea. And then with their seven chevrons of approval, I reached out to some of our listeners who have been active and engaging with us in our various forums and invited them to be a part of this show here. This week, I'm happy to introduce two new listeners to you. First, we have Sean. Hey. Hey, Sean. And next, we have a returning guest, Rowan. Hi. Hi, Rowan. So, first things first, tell us about yourself. Feel free to share as little or as much information as you want. Sean, I'm going to toss it to you first. Sure. So, yeah, as you know, right, I'm Sean. Um, I'm from England, if you can't tell already by my accent. Um, for some of the more acute listeners, I'm from the northeast of England in a town called Newcastle. So that makes me a Geordie, whether you have heard of that or not, that's fine. Um, currently, I am a vehicle photographer so i work for jaguar and for land rover uh, taking pictures of new unused cars all day all right and yes i've heard of a geordie uh lead singer of acdc is a geordie indeed indeed so, of course we all thought it was australian or scottish and then we learned the finer <laughs> points of accents and where people come from it's like oh 
Okay, well, that almost makes perfect sense to us Americans here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Rowan, back to you. Hi, I'm Rowan. I'm from Seattle. Uh, you might know me as the real-life archaeologist from The Other Side of the Gate, episode number six, or uh, from my silly comments on the Facebook. Which got you in all... No, not <laughs> comments on Facebook that got you in trouble. It's the contents on your blog that got you in trouble and got you invited onto the show. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my Tumblr blog where I talk about my work stuff. And uh, <laughs> I just mentioned that I was interested in uh, doing some... Uh, I was interested in doing some content related to uh, archaeology and the Stargate franchise. And uh, that got me roped into this the first time. And uh, now I'm back. Awesome. And I am somewhere in Southern California. I could give you an exact city, but no one except people in this area know where the city is. So I'm just going to say it's a beautiful Southern California day right now. And of course, I'm locked in a room recording a podcast. Okay, first set of questions, Sean, I'm going to go to you first. What was your introduction to Stargate? When, what, how'd you find it? Okay, so I was, I've been racking my brains the last few days thinking about this. So there's two episodes which ring to me as my first ones that I saw, and it will either be the fifth race. Okay. Or it will be the one with the giant aliens, Daniel Jackson's grandfather. Oh, that's a rough intro. So those will be one of the first two episodes that I saw. However, both very, very visual episodes. Mm -hmm. So perhaps the Giant Aliens one, not the best story. But visually, it was pretty good okay. for the time. What, we're looking at mid-90s? Yeah. Yeah. So mid-90s on a, what, 15-inch square TV? Something like that. Okay. It was probably the height of, of visual CGI, CGI for the time. Yeah, it, it was. It was, uh, I don't know about the fifth race being great CGI. No, no, switch that. Uh, the smoke aliens one, that, that one I always thought was kind of weak sauce in its effects. But fifth race was awesome in terms of its graphics. Yeah, I would have been about 15, 14, I think, at the time. Um, so I, I, I definitely didn't start at the beginning of Children of the Gods. Okay. I know that. And it took a long time for me to catch up. I have to wait for Ria. What about the movie? I don't remember watching the movie until I was like at uni, probably okay. like five years after I started watching SG1. Okay, that's an interesting take. Most people get that one first. Well, we'll come back to that. Uh, Rowan, how about you? Uh, well, this is dating myself slightly, but uh, the movie came out my sophomore year of high school, and I'm I'm pretty sure. I didn't see it in the theater, but I probably saw it not too long after that because by my senior year, it was one of those movies that I was making other people watch all the time. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that uh, my interest in archaeology was inspired by Stargate, but more that my interest in Stargate inspired my love of um, archaeology, maybe. I don't know. Or let me say that another way. <laughs> I wouldn't say that my uh, interest in archaeology was inspired by Stargate. Uh, it was more than my interest in Stargate was inspired by my love of archaeology. We'll just go um, with they're all mixed together in there. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Um, you didn't go out on your first dig looking for a gold or anything like that, right? Not exactly. No. <laughs> Second um, dig. SG1 yeah. started airing uh, not long before I started university. 
Um, I was in the UK at that time. Uh, and I, I don't think I had much opportunity to, to actually watch it before grad school, though, and they, when they were already on season five. Uh, so I saw a lot of the show in reruns, and I wasn't really paying attention to episode order or plot arcs. But uh, I think I was watching weekly by the time they got to the end of season six. All right. Uh, as I've mentioned before, my first intro was the movie in 1994. And unlike the rest of you, I was already old at the time. Uh, <laughs> but um, I didn't watch the show in it initially. It was on a premium channel here which I didn't have and it's rebroadcast was for me here, a late night thing. And for whatever reason, it just, I didn't watch it. It didn't interest me. The movie was something I watched. I enjoyed the show was nothing. I sought out and I probably didn't start watching it till about six years after the show was on about when I started, you know, we got the sci-fi channel on our cable provider. Finally, and I started seeing ads for Stargate Atlantis coming up next year. And my coworkers started giving me grief. You've never watched Stargate? <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think I started watching Atlantis until it was streaming on Netflix. Yeah. I think um, I had seen a few episodes because, you know, you're flipping around channels like, okay, there's one. I, as I said, the first one I saw, I can't remember it, but it was they were doing a raid bake on to a Jaffa camp and there was a tank full of snakes. Yeah. And it was like, this doesn't look anything like that movie. And <laughs> move on, move on. Yeah. And yeah. it was years later that I actually got into it. You know, I'm really heavily into it. I still somewhere I'm looking around my room where it is. Cause you know, I'm going to hold up a bottle for a podcast. I have a bottle of water from San Diego comic con a Stargate Atlantis water bottle still unopened somewhere as promo oh, material. Oh, wow. I, That'll I be worth some money at some point. Sure. I'm sure the water is really good after being in there. Uh, what year did that come out? So, yeah, it's a bit old, but I have it. Some, 2004, have it, 2003, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So it's quite, it's vintage water now. It's nearly it's 20 been, years old. It's been aged, so it should be really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about favorites. Uh, we'll kind of start high level and then work our way down. Ron, what's your favorite season? And you can include Atlantis in this while uh, Zach and Brent will be listening to it. They've been forewarned. We're going to try to stay away from too much spoilery stuff. But if your favorite season is, you know, for some reason, Stargate Universe Season 2, yeah, let us know. So, Ron, how about you? What's your favorite season of Stargate? Um. I'm not actually sure if I have a favorite season. Um, Fair enough. I, I tend to more enjoy individual episodes or plot arcs, but um, I've really been enjoying the run up to the season seven finale, and I'm I'm super excited to be getting started with Atlantis. Um, I've actually only seen the first three seasons of Atlantis, so the last two will be a surprise for me when you guys get to them. I'll I'll give you a little insider information as well. Zach never saw the last season of Atlantis either. <laughs> oh, yeah, he said that before, yeah. Okay, oh, it's not insider information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely said that on a podcast or something. Yeah, I've never seen Universe either uh, or uh, Infinity. Yeah. I did watch the uh, the Origins shorts. 
Oh, yeah. I, I have another suggestion for a podcast based off of that one. <laughs> We're going to do it in 10-minute segments, just like the show. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that would be good. That would be funny. Okay, Sean, do you have a favorite season? I don't have a favorite season, um, but I'll, I mean, yeah, similar to Rowan. So whenever I do my rewatches, this is the first time I've done a rewatch week on week. Mm-hmm. So normally I'll do my rewatches probably every couple of years and I've skipped out the single episodes and I've only followed the main story arc. All right. My favorite episode is, I can't remember the title, so, but it's the next episode we're going to watch. So mm-hmm. like when discover that eighth, that ninth Chevron or whatever it is to get to Pegasus Galaxy. Mm-hmm. New, new Order, isn't it called? Um, well, yes. that's the first two episodes of season eight, but they don't get the uh, eighth Chevron until episode first three, episode of Stargate Atlantis. Right, yes, okay, yeah. So, see, that, that's how long it's not been since I've watched it. So it's the yeah. first episode where, where we get Shepard. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's my, my favorite two-parter. Cool. That I, I don't think I've heard anyone say that's their favorite. I just rewatched those as well because I'm, you know, ramping up for making stuff on there. So I've heard the episodes where it's SG one and Atlantis combined as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there yeah, that episode there's a little back and forth for the first episode, you know, Daniel yeah. going, but I want to go. No, you don't get to go because you have your own TV show. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. So on the subjects of episodes, I think you've just answered my question of what's your favorite episode. So how about beyond, um, I, I can't remember the name of those first two episodes of Atlantis and I just watched them. Um, uh, Rising. Rising, of course. Rising, it makes yeah. total yeah. sense within the context of the show. Uh, what's your favorite episodes, Ron? Um, I tend to like the silly, quirky one-offs a lot. Mm-hmm. Um any episode where the team are sort of having to roll with a weird situation, like a 1969 uh-huh. window of opportunity, wormhole extreme. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Citizen Joe and Threads. Yeah. I'm looking forward to 200 again, just because of the uh-huh. incredible yes, silliness of that one. I've only yeah. seen that one once, so I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it again, too. Well, the marionettes are going to be great. <laughs> where are we in, in, in Atlantis where they travel back through the wormhole and they think they're back in the SGC? Is that uh, called- I thought that was, I thought it was Las Vegas. I could, re- I don't have the title list in front of me, but yeah. yeah it, I, I, it's like a yeah, sentient, sentient being underwater, isn't it? Instead. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's quite a cool episode. Yeah. That was I a fun one. Yeah. So it's like, it's to- the SGC, but it's not. I'll have to plead. Uh, can't remember on that one. I haven't rewatched <laughs> Atlantis nearly as much as I've rewatched SG One. This will be um, maybe a third rewatch of Atlantis. I watched it live when it came out, and then I occasionally go through episodes again. So a lot of this is going to be recall for me as I get through yeah, again. The first ten episodes of Atlantis twice, and then that's it. So yeah. yeah, once we get past past episode ten of Atlantis. That's it. it. I've not watched it since it came out. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to say I've rewatched Atlantis many times anymore because you know I've watched a lot of SG One, SG One when I would travel for work. Those were the uh, discs I would take with me when I'm stuck in a hotel room in another country with TV I don't understand. I could pop a disc in there and go to sleep on SG One, but I didn't have the Atlantis discs at the time for that one. Okay, so 
characters. Now we got your main characters of both shows or even all three shows. And you've got your uh, non-main characters. Any uh, favorite characters that stand out to you? Thing, people you don't think get enough attention? Uh, Ron, how about you? Uh, for main characters, uh, Vala uh-huh. owns my entire heart. I could watch her all day long. Uh, she is just a chaotic delight. Um, I also love Ronan Dex. Mm-hmm. I'd say those are my two Stargate crushes. I can't wait till we get to them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, Sean, that's a really tricky one because I'd like I don't want to. I'm I'm not going to include any of the main characters in this because that's cliched. Uh-huh. So that's really tricky. But um, Walter, like he's every time Walter is mentioned, and it's like obviously it's a oh, running Walter's joke. Between oh, yes, Zach and like mm-hmm. no one knows what his actual surname is yeah. yet. Apparently, I wish well, we could have got like a Walter's Day episode and just sort of followed <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> through the course of his his average day yeah um and then obviously in in atlantis you've got so many different characters but i think michael mm. okay and i'm not going to say any more than that because it's spoilery but michael no no definitely michael's a cool care character uh i would say for me in terms of one-off characters um i will go cliche and probably say ergo just because he falls into the silliness category of stargate and it was a fun episode and a bit dark too. As mm. for recurring cast, it, it's going to depend on an individual episode for me who I'm liking better. Um, although I think I've said before, I like Sergeant Siler simply f- for a lot of the background nonsense that's going on with him. He's an important character, yeah. but it's more about what he's doing in the scene rather than what he's doing as a character. You know, the, giant wrenches he's carrying or the, the Stargate Scotty nonsense he's carrying on. <laughs> yeah, sure. I would have liked to see uh, a little more of the Nox. Would have been nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, with all the uh, other races, obviously they only focused on the Asgard. The Nox, you know, they got a few more episodes. It would have been nice to get a little bit more out of them. I, I don't disagree with you on there. I suppose they wanted to kind of keep it focused on this one little group. Who knows? Maybe for the next Stargate. Of the fillings. Oh, we'll have to wait for 200 for that one. Yeah. Yeah. But then that, I know that's not canon. That's not what they actually look like, is it? Well, no one knows. we can pretend it is until it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any favorite moments of the show that stand out for you? And let's say we can avoid the cliches like the Battle of Atlantis. You know, most people will just stand up and cheer for that one. But any favorite moments for the show that just go, that's Stargate. Vagina monologues. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see Brent's reaction when that episode is (laughs) done. You know, it's been a while since I've seen Teal'c at that show. So, yeah, that'll be a moment. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, if they've got the eight Chevron, then nothing will. <laughs> Was that the uh, Teal'c is just sinking into his chair, lowering his hat, going, "What did I get myself into?" <laughs> I believe when the hat is there, uh, he's he's Murray, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rowan, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but Stargate is kind of extremely heterosexual. 
So yeah. I I tend to hold on pretty tightly to any like little hints of queerness that crop up. Uh-huh. Um, the one that really sticks in my mind, I, I'm not going to name any names because uh, spoilers, but there's an episode where a male character and a female character end up sharing a body. <laughs> and the female character has the hots for a different male character and wants to go on a date with him in uh, the male character's body. And no. they and that uh, I ship those characters pretty hard, and not just because of that episode. So that was that was very special for me. I think I know the episode you're talking about. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple body switch episodes coming up, so I it could be mm-hmm. one of many. I I don't have it exact in my head, but yeah, I. I will go for that. And uh, yeah, SG-1 is a product of its time. It is very heteronormative. And that's just the way TV was at the time. So I I can't fault them for being who they were in the past, but I do recognize it's like, you know, you could have been a little bit more inclusive dealing with a lot of alien societies. There should be a lot more. Anyway. Okay. So any unpopular opinions, anything that stands out as, you know, Sean? I mean, just on the back of Rowan's, I think we, we can assume that the Asgard is non-binary. Yeah, they don't really seem to have gender at all. Yeah. They don't really... Even see- mentally, I guess, they don't appear to mm-hmm. think of themselves as male or female, despite not having any obvious body parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough to tell. Like, when they introduced Heimdall, Heimdall was voiced by Terrell Rothery and had an obvious... Yeah. A semi-obvious female voice, but didn't present as female. Yeah, it didn't look yeah. any different from the others. They're all clones, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Well, and then we've got the Atlantis version of the Asgard, which aren't really much different apart from being slightly more aggressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really an unpopular opinion. That's more of a headcanon, but, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it's a valid opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rowan, anything for you? Um, I'm not really into the Arthurian stuff that crops up in the last couple seasons of SG-1. All right. I don't know. Yeah. I, can't, I can't really explain it, but Arthuriana always kind of bored me. Except for okay. The Green Knight. The Green Knight is a great movie. It's yeah, been overdone. <laughs> I just watched that recently. I was on an airplane, and that was a very odd movie. Yes. I, I enjoyed it. It was unapologetically weird, and I loved it. It kept me entertained on a very long flight, but still it was still going... <laughs> What? <laughs> Did any of that, that happen? One. <laughs> um, the one that just came out last, last year with Dev Patel as, um, I forget, he was, oh, who was he in the movie? He was the lead. I can't remember his name, of the, the name of the, his character, though. Was it the Dickens one? He's been yeah. in a few movies lately, or he's been very prominent. I was thinking the, the one that came out last year. Okay, I, I, I can't keep track of movies anymore. I'm, okay. I'm battled. Well, Dev Patel, uh, they were just in- ignoring any nationalities because it really didn't matter to the side mm-hmm. to the story, but he was playing Arthur's son. Hmm. But anyway, that's a completely different subject altogether. It was a good movie. Gawain. Very weird, though. Gawain, yeah, that's right. Okay, so what about your favorite headcanon, the ways you've tried to explain things. I'll, I'll start with this one. Uh, the Stargate, the reason they understand languages on other planets is because the Stargate acts as a TARDIS translation matrix. 
You go through the gate, you (laughs) understand the language of the planet. Now, of course, that all falls apart when the Prometheus lands on another another planet and they speak the language. But there is a Stargate on that planet, so I'm assuming it's passively working. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Anything for you, Sean? Just to add on to that, um, so the, the crystals that are in all of the technology, so they will also communicate with each other on a sub level, I guess. Okay. So it could be the translation modules that all the translations are um, going through all of the crystals via the Stargate, then via the DHD, then via the crystals on Prometheus. There you go. Could be working like that. That works perfectly. I I declare it canon now. (laughs) Rowan, any any headcanon for you? I, I don't have any like broad show wide canon headcanon, but um I I tend to go off on, on little side tangents uh because I write a lot of fan fiction and so that's just how my brain works at this point. Gotcha. Well that's um, headcanon. Yeah. Fan fiction so, is a literal definition of headcanon, I think. Yeah. I think that uh High school turned out to be to be pretty weird for O'Neill's younger clone because uh, mm-hmm. he was in the same year that his son Charlie would have been in, and a lot of the kids in his class knew Charlie. And uh, I think that after high school, he went off to college and studied astrophysics. And he and Cassie Fraser Fraser met up and dated for a while. And Sam found out, and it was awkward. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you know, I had honestly never thought about. Uh, Cloneal going to the same high school that O'Neill's son might have gone to. Yeah, uh, that plot point had never occurred to me. It could have been a different school. There's multiple schools in any given school district, so uh, maybe, I don't know. But I do like the that Cloneal and Cassandra all got together at some point. <laughs> and of course, they are SG-1, the next generation. Absolutely. If we did go to the same school, Mm-hmm. There would, there put, there could be, or even in this, they're in the same town. So there's going to be one elderly person that's going to recognize him. So hey, aren't you young? Aren't you O'Neill? But like twenty years ago, or whatever. <laughs> you look <laughs> like just <Yeah>. like. <laughs> no, that was my uncle Jack. Yeah. yeah. I've got a head cannon for you. All right. <laughs> and it's, it's a head cannon that I ignore when watching the show because you see it a lot. So obviously you've got your DHD, which does contain, as far as I'm aware, all the symbols within the Stargate universe. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you've got your actual Stargate itself, which does not contain all the symbols at all the t- at all planets. Mm-hmm. Correct. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Except the point of origin is always the same on every single Stargate. Hmm. So the symbol, the symbol for Earth. I know it's, yeah. it's a prop. It's a prop thing. So they had one prop for the Stargate off-world, right? But okay. whenever the Stargates light up, the last uh-huh. symbol that lights up is always the symbol for Earth. Hmm. I don't think I've noticed that. Or is that what you're making up there? No. So th- th- this this is what I've remembered from watching the show. That whenever they dialed the, the point of origin, it should be obviously it's a different point of origin right. for every planet that they're on it should be yeah but the point of origin that they, that they press on the dhd is never the same point of origin on the stargate except okay. when they're on it 
Okay, so a lot of reused shots there, probably. Yeah. They had a C they had some CGI for the DHD, but they mm -hmm. had a prop with an actual light on the Stargate. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think we can all agree that Stargate addresses make no sense whatsoever. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just nonsense introduced in the movie that they had to figure out somehow, including pronouncing addresses, which we all know completely fails at some point. Brent did I, not know, like I, I kind of like that. that. <laughs> it, it was an interesting plot device, but to retcon and say, oh no, Stargate addresses have always been pronounceable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those symbols just became letters. You mean every planet is six syllables long? Yeah. Uh huh. No, seven <laughs> syllables. Well, not anyway. Yeah, at all. Yeah, none of it works, yeah, and we well. enjoy. But then does the planet change name depending on where you're dialing from? My point. Yeah. <laughs> that. Okay, we don't pronounce the seventh symbol, obviously, yeah. but yeah. you would think it. Uh, okay, sorry. Now my head hurts. Just trying to rethink <laughs> it. Don't I, think about it too much. That's the trick. I'm going to try not to. <laughs> but that's the type of stuff I obsess on sometimes when I'm laying in bed at night, can't sleep going. How do addresses work anyway? Never mind. Never mind. The seventh symbol is 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 great for hackers that want to know where you're from, right? Mm -hmm. I. Why do we need a point of origin? It's just we're going to that gate right there. Its address is one, two, three, four, five, six. Go. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, six characters should be enough. Seven anyway. Okay. Enough art dis hurting discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's what it does to me. It makes me cough. Okay, edit that out. Okay, any other Stargate talk you want to throw out? One question. Sure. And, I've heard, and I can't remember because, again, it's been so long since I've seen um, season nine and ten. Does Vala carry a peacekeeper weapon? I don't remember. So apparently she carries her Farscape weapon. Huh. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And I remember because it's been that long. But I, I'm, I'm I, I haven't seen enough Farscape to be able to okay. identify that. I don't yeah, think. I, I think I watched the first two seasons of Farscape, so I doubt I would recognize one, but I will keep an eye out for it. Let's keep an eye out for that. Okay. All right. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So let's shift and talk a little bit. No, as we're going to walk through walking through the Stargate, we got to bring up the subject of the podcast. So, how'd you find out about it? Sean? I was working as a courier for Amazon and I wanted something to listen to. So this would have been during the first COVID lockdown, which mm -hmm. is when I got the job there. Um, and I just went on Spotify, typed in Stargate podcast. And I, I didn't, at the time, I didn't know how many there was. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's, let's just listen to an episode that I'm familiar with. So, Fifth Race. That was the first podcast that I listened to. Okay. Obviously, yeah. Um, and then it's like, oh, cool. That there's about I can't remember. Maybe about ninety at the time. Maybe hundred. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. um, so okay, let's go back to the beginning. Um, and then I remember emailing Zach and Brent when I listened to like episode three podcast. And I talked to the. I think it was um, Broke a Divide. They were, they talked about something. I was like, oh yeah. They asked me. They asked a question. 
and I replied on an email answering their question, not really thinking that at the time that they did that podcast like two years ago. They have no yeah. idea what I'm, what I'm answering. We're very far in the future. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get a reply to that email. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure they read it. And they, I, did they reply oh, yeah. to you? No, I didn't get a reply to that. Yeah, I'll have to get on their case. Hey, go back in time, read the email from Sean, and reply. Hey, it's going two years ago for me now on, the, on that email. Well, it got lost in the Stargate. Yeah. So, uh, Rowan, how about you? Um, I think I must have found the show in late 2020. Um, every now and then I get a craving to listen to someone talk about media I enjoy, and I go looking for podcasts. And I especially like shows where one host is a fan of the thing and the other one has never seen it before. Mm-hmm. So walking through the Stargate was pretty ideal. Um, and I picked it up along with two other Stargate podcasts, one of which I've dropped since then. And the other of which I'm listening to concurrently uh, with walking through the Stargate. Uh, they're, they're way ahead. So I'm never going to catch up with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, can I give them a shout out or is this sure, a go ahead. monogamous podcast? Oh, please go ahead. <laughs> uh, there's no place like Tara. It's a real good cast and they give a, a slightly different perspective, which is okay. Really- yeah. I, I haven't listened to that one. Um, like you, Ron, I was looking for Stargate content. I picked up a couple and I've since dropped one mm-hmm. because eh, the format was fine, but it just didn't, hold me yeah um i would also say sean i was kind of like you in that i wasn't i was driving to work at the time i had a very long drive it was about at least an hour each direction so i'm always looking for new content to listen to so i was again going stargate it's been a while what if there's any stargate podcasts and i probably picked up midway through season one or early into season one with them. So I got on fairly early with them, not right, not, not right at the beginnings, but right. This is probably uh, late 2018 when I started listening to them. And then I picked up a few, I, I liked them. Uh, they followed a format of another uh, podcast. I like not that they're following a format, but you know, when you're doing, you know, TV show reviews, there's a certain format you got to go through. Mm-hmm. to make it work it was a, a star trek podcast i was listening to and so it was a familiar format it's like oh yeah i get how this is going to work we got we got the banter we've got the trivia we've got the review we've got the discussion we've got the thoughts awesome mm-hmm. works for me any particular favorite parts of the podcast you want to uh shout out to say do more of that uh rowan how about you um, I love the part where Brent tries to predict the next episode and then watches the promo. So I'm glad we still have the promos. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, thank you. <laughs> and uh, because I'm extremely vain, I like the part where Zach reads my comments, especially if I manage <laughs> either of them laugh. And that's my primary goal every time. <laughs> I, I will be honest with you. I admitted this to Zach and Brent once. I kind of follow fall into the same category as you when I'm listening. I will listen to the end first. Uh, I like listening to Brent listen to my promo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I I get a kick out of that one. And then I will go back and listen to the whole thing. But that's almost always the first thing I'll do is I will fast forward the end. What'd you think? Okay, go back and listen to the whole show. Cool. Sean, how about you? You know, it's, so at the end of a season, when you do 
what three tr three truth or one truth and four non-truths okay it doesn't have to be about me you don't have to suck up to the no, host no, here no, today. No, no. So hold on, hold on. <laughs> so what what i've noticed so what zach never does is when one of these episodes aired that is the truth he never goes back onto it and said oh by the way this is one of the truth episodes that oh, david okay. talked about mm -hmm. that would be quite cool that would be quite good I think. all right well we've got He's it probably in forgotten by then <laughs> yeah probably he has forgotten a few of the questions. He gets usually gets most of the right ones. If I pick something a little bit more obscure, he's sometimes wrong about that one. Uh, I've got the next set of questions written up. We're going to be recording in the uh, season seven wrap up in the next few weeks. So I, I've got another set of questions on there. I'm running out of Star Trek questions, though, because <laughs> I think at this point we've hit every Star, uh, Star Trek crossover character. Without going, do we have any Battlestar crossovers? We have a few. Uh, there's nowhere near as many, but yeah, there are a few. We've already hit a few of them, like Grace Park. Yeah, I can you could always do some Kung Fu. The legend continues. But, <laughs> uh, but then I'd have to go watch that show. I'm yeah. all about the. Uh, I love the original Kung Fu. I I never watched The Legend Continues. Mm -hmm. No. We should be getting a, like a new batch of, of Star Trek, uh, Star Trek actors who who have been in Stargate. We had oh we had we had over fifty new Star Trek episodes this oh, year. Oh, you're right. She, I oh, didn't yeah. even think about that one. And I've been watching them while I've been <laughs> at home. You know, not dealing with the public. I've been binging Picard and uh, Lower <laughs> Decks, Strange uh -huh. New Worlds. And Stranger Worlds is great. I'm liking oh, that. I, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's I'm a great it. throwback to the original Trek. And I will get back into dis Discovery finale. at some point. Orville. Yeah. Orville's great. Oh, okay. I now need you, to watch that. Orville's it's Star it's Star Trek from another universe. It is completely Star Trek and yet not Star Trek. It's definitely mm -hmm. worth a watch. The first few seasons are a little bit more silly. The later seasons get more serious, but they're still Excellent shows. I love them. But then not forgetting that Seth MacFarlane was in the in season four of Enterprise as well. That is true. He oh. had a he had a very small part on there. It's been yeah. a while since I've seen that one, but yeah, he was. Okay, so everyone is entitled to their opinion, no matter how wrong they may be. So where were Zach and Brent the most wrong? Or okay, where was Brent the most wrong on a review <laughs> or some type of comment about a show? Anything stand out to you? Like, <laughs> excuse me, like uh, Bane being the height of television. Okay, that's an easy one. That's that's low hanging fruit there. <laughs> he took it back, though, didn't he? On his re on the rewatch. Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Things you can only watch once. <laughs> I, I mean, I, not so much Zach and Brent being wrong, but I definitely disagree with some of the listeners giving. Mm -hmm. Um, Lost City Ninth Chevron hmm. seeing as Ninth Chevrons currently doesn't exist I was one of them I'm <laughs> <laughs> allowed to disagree with you uh -huh. <laughs> okay, I don't know Ninth can... Chevron currently isn't canon it doesn't exist no one knows it exists yet I will defend it in saying if you count there are nine Chevrons you simply can't see the ninth one because it's underneath everything on there but if you count there is eight and there is space for a ninth not that they've used it in show but you know there is one hmm. how do we know that there isn't a tenth yet? because the spacing doesn't work up to have a tenth chevron 
what if we could dial to that planet where the bugs came from? Well, why would we do that? <laughs> Just see if the 10 Chevron works. I don't know. <laughs> I think the DHDs or the dialing computer would blow up. You could try to put a 10th one. They, you know, they'd have to rewrite the entire program to make space well, for... Yeah. They'd have to get a super wide monitor that they have space for a tenth Chevron slot on there. And what would the point of origin be if there's? <laughs> I, the I have no idea. Huh, a tenth Chevron. Okay, mind blown there. Quantum <laughs> um, mirror is the tenth Chevron. That's fine. All right. Yeah, uh, I don't tend to retain a lot of Brendan Zach's opinions long term, okay. but uh, I still think a matter of time is a neat episode. You just have to ignore the physics. Well, that's true for a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, that that was the black hole. The black episode, hole. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, any questions for us here at Walk Into the Stargate headquarters? I can make up answers if I know them. I'll give them to you. <laughs> and if you don't have any questions, that's fine. I, I I'm wondering if you're serious about uh, doing a series of episodes for uh, Origins. I am serious. <laughs> I pitched the idea. They got a laugh out of it. It kind of fell to the wayside because yeah. it, it was one of my ideas for summer filler. Of yeah, you know, it's that, something you could do anytime because it's not really that connected to any spoilers, really, is there? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Did you say spoilers, Sean? Yeah, there's no spoilers in no, no. origin. No, no it, it's, it's before. Yeah, <laughs> I. Where's the words I'm looking for? Um, I would want to do it in the way it was originally presented in the 10 minute slices, but you mm -hmm. can't watch it in that format anymore that I'm aware of. That's, I think that's probably true. I mean, it might be on the internet somewhere that way, but who knows? Might be able to find I a way. To... On, I've got it on Plex uh -huh. in 10 format, so I could easily share my Plex with certain people. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, obviously. Yeah. Well, it's still an idea I'm going to pitch to them because I think it's another great little filler bit. It doesn't make for a, a really long show because if you're going to review a 10-minute show and you're going to spend 10 minutes talking about a 10-minute show, okay, great. I would still love to do it or have them do it on there. Yeah, and I, I have opinions about it, and I'm very <laughs> interested to hear Zach and Brent's. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. I, I have opinions on it as well. Uh, opinions that it's terrible in a <laughs> great way. Mm -hmm. I have an appreciation for terrible science fiction. Mm -hmm. I, as I've mentioned, I like going watching, going back and watching just really bad sci-fi shows from the fifties and sixties and seventies. At some point it's too bad for me to even watch, but mm -hmm. some of the shows I've watched, I found some gems of movies that came out years ago there's this movie i saw um called see if i can pronounce it properly Iag. <laughs> sounds um, fantastic it was they found a caveman living in the palm spring deserts and brought him out to modern society it's essentially king kong but told with a with a caveman it's a horribly wonderful movie it's no good but it, it I couldn't stop watching. I just loved it in a, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Um, and then there was another movie called Manster. Half man, half monster. 
again. Not, not, not half man, half hamster. No, manster. Half man, half monster. <laughs> but it was a terrible concept, but it ended up being this interesting character study of, quote, the duality of man. Well, there's never been a movie about that before. No, but this was about a man growing another head on his shoulder, a head that was turning into a monster. Huh. And okay. it, it, you can find it. It's on the various streaming services. Both of those I would highly recommend as terrible movies that are fun to watch, especially if you think about a caveman living in the deserts of Palm Springs, which is not too far from where I live. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense, but it was still a lot of fun. <laughs> and now, uh, Manster... It's just a f- fun story. It was legitimately a good, terrible science fiction movie. Anyway, so that has nothing to do with Stargate. Okay, on to the subject of collaboration. So here's the idea. I'm going to give you five minutes. I'll start a timer and I'm going to walk away. You're going to pitch a story concept to me. Now, what I'm going to ask you to do, uh, Rowan, I'm going to ask you to pick a number between one and six. Four. Four. Okay. So you're going to have five minutes to work together. Again, I'm going to step away. I won't hear any of this. I will edit out your conversations. You have five minutes to pitch me a Stargate reboot story. You're allowed to start over from day one and ignore all canon in any way (laughs) you want. So you have five minutes. I'll be back in five minutes. A little longer than a few minutes later. Okay, guys, you've had five minutes, give or take, to come up with an idea for a reboot series. Again, you're allowed to ignore any continuity you wish to ignore. So go. Who's going to pitch? All right. So there is a space station orbiting an uninhabitable planet. And they are stranded there. They have uh, no way to get anywhere else. And they are, uh, they have some ancient documents saying that they used to live somewhere else, but they are uh, creating a spaceship because they have received a signal from the uninhabitable planet below them. Uh, They get down there and they find a Stargate on the planet and somehow they, they figure out that it is a device, and then they start to figure out what it does. And uh, there's uh, not an ancient tablet, but an ancient USB stick uh, <laughs> that has or gate addresses similar. on it. <laughs> um, and they, uh, they eventually discover that, that uh, this, is, this, is their, this was their home planet, this was Earth, it's been destroyed. And they uh, are, it's, it's, it's less militaristic. There's a civilian organization that goes out into the galaxy and they would, they would still fight the gold because you do need that as a, as a continuity thing. <laughs> um, but the gold would have evolved a little more and would be taking over other species. And they also, they, there would be like gold wraith hybrids. And that's, that's about what we got. Okay, so is this post-apocalyptic future? Humans find a Stargate, search for their ancient home, find it destroyed. Hilarity ensues? More or less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 25th to 30th century. Excuse me? 
century. All right. That sounds, I, I like the idea. It keeps the core of the show, but changes everything completely. It could actually fit mm-hmm. within Stargate continuity too. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I like it. Great. And I think that'll wrap us up for this episode of Walking Through, Walking Through the Stargate. Sean, Rowan, thank you so much for being part of this experiment. It's been fun. This is great. And um, being a it's been really cool. All right. So that'll be it. And we'll talk to you all another time. Bye. All right. Bye. Awesome. Good. Bye. Care to explain? Um, we can use the Stargate to send these people home, sir. <laughs>